you know, it was really tough. And I remember one day I was working for the HR director and he um, pulled me into his office one day and he said, you know what, Michelle, people are commenting at what time you come in at the office, you come into in the office. And I was like, sorry. And he was like, yeah, you're just, you're not at your desk at like 8.30 a.m. And I said, hi, can I just ask a question? I said, does this affect the work that I've produced or anything that I've done? No. Are you happy with everything that I've done? And and have I delivered everything that you've given to me? Yeah. And I said, so why are we having this conversation? And he, he actually just looked at me and he just went, you know what? I don't know either. And I said, okay, that's great. And I walked out. But I remember feeling, I don't know how much longer I can be in an environment with people that want to drag me down. We stand today. The Business Method the business with method. a shout-out. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome to the Business Method Podcast, where we examine the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. Our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that had built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we are interviewing 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that generate a million dollars or more in annual revenue. There is a growing movement of people building these caliber of businesses and we wanted to get behind the minds the logic and the science of what it takes to build a business like this we've had some incredible guests like bobby edwards the founder of squatty potty who built a 35 million dollar per year company with just 17 employees and jp sears the youtube superstar whose videos are going viral all over the internet i'm your host chris reynolds and we hope you enjoy the show the business method Network marketing is an industry that many of us don't understand. We give it a name like pyramid scheme, and when the term MLM comes up, many times people run. I was involved with a network marketing company for two years, and for business and training life skills, I can honestly say it was one of the best experiences of my life. Today's guest is Michelle Sutherland, and she has been in the network marketing industry for over nine years. She has built her team up to where she has over $2 million in annual turnover and makes a healthy six figures for herself. Michelle and I talk deep about the network marketing world, how she feels about the industry, and we bring to light some of the misconceptions and misunderstandings of network marketing. We also talk about how Michelle builds teams and builds individuals as the network marketing industry is a great place for people to learn entrepreneurial skills and life skills. Take note, guys, this is a two-part interview. So the first half of Michelle's interview will be published today, and then the second half will be published tomorrow. It's a great episode, guys, and without further ado, let's hop into the show. Entrepreneur's systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Michelle Sutherland, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hello, I am amazing. Thank you very much, Chris, for inviting me on. I'm super excited. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. And (laughs) and you're calling in from the land down under in Sydney, but you're originally from Scotland, right? I am originally from Scotland, so some people call me a Scozzi. I'm a very proud, yeah, Scotty. You might not have heard that term before, but I'm a very proud Scottish woman living in Sydney, Australia. So I'm a Scotty. Now, is a Scottish person from New Zealand that lives in New Zealand a Skiwi then? Yeah, you've just, you've totally made that up. And absolutely, let's own that. 
And a Scottish person that lives in America could be a, a, a Skamerican. A Skamerican. <laughs> or a skank. I'm not too a sure. <laughs> I think your version is better. I think yeah. your version is better. Well, well yeah. uh, most, most Americans don't know, but uh, people from the UK and uh, Scotland call Americans Yanks, right? I mean, we don't yes. we don't know that term so much, unless you're like from the South. People in the South call yeah. people from the North Yanks or Yankees. Yeah. Yankees, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, I may be a, what is, no, skank, skank, skank. <laughs> It's so wrong. I don't know if we should say that. Never mind. Oh, it's out yeah. there now. Uh, this is the best. Okay. Uh, well, welcome to the show, Michelle. We're, we're really glad to have you. And um, I was introduced to you from uh, a guy named Benny Wallington that I met on an island in Croatia last month. And uh, Benny and I had some great conversations. And uh, we were at a conference also. And um, I said, hey, I'm looking for some awesome entrepreneurs. And he said, Michelle Sutherland, you got to talk to her. She's the person. And uh, so we're glad to have you on on the podcast. And we want to learn a little bit about you. You were sharing beforehand. I know you, you've, um, you're deep into the network marketing world, which I've been in. Yeah. And I think it's an amazing world to be in. And um, it, it produces some amazing entrepreneurs, without a doubt. And, yeah. and so tell us, you know, your story and what you have going on these days. So my story. So um, I started off um, in a little town just outside of Glasgow in Scotland called Paisley. So you know where the Paisley pattern's from? You see that print quite a lot of places. Yeah. That's where I'm from. That's originally where that came from. And um, I was brought up. To be honest, very traditionally, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. So, you know, I was brought up to, um, you know, get an education um, go to university, go and get a corporate job and work your way through the um, corporate ladder. And that was very much the path I was on. And to be honest, I loved it. I ended up getting a really amazing role in London um, as my first job outside of university. And that was with a IT company called Hewlett Packard that you might have heard of. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked for them for seven years, and it was incredible. I travelled all around the UK, Europe, um, America, and I, I just had the best time learning from really experienced people in the consultancy world. Um, and I very much specialised very quickly in change management and employee engagement. So everything to do with the people side of IT change. And um, to me, it just made complete sense. But what I did, I would say when I was about two years into a graduate program with HP, I was approached with network marketing with uh, from one of my good friends back in Scotland. And to be honest, I, I mean, I'm sure I could, I could I, everyone can relate with us. I had a bit of preconceived ideas. I didn't really respect the industry. I didn't really understand the industry. Um, it was in health and wellness, which, to be honest, I wasn't that passionate about. But, you know, there was just something that made complete sense to me about how the model worked. And for me back then, this was nine years ago. So I've been in network marketing for nine years. Um, just last month, actually, I celebrated my anniversary. Congratulations. And thank you. Thank you so much. And, yeah, for me, it just made sense because, number one, it was online. I knew health and wellness was going to be a big thing in the future. 
I get I got to handpick the people I work with, I get to travel. And for me, at that moment in time, the one thing that stood out was that it had just launched in Australia. And um, so for, for those of you that don't know, from a very young age, when I was 15 years old, when I first visited Sydney, Australia, I stood at Harbour Bridge with the sunshine in my face. And I said, this is the place for me. I'm absolutely 100% going to live and work here. I don't know how, but I know. And it was just annoying. And when I first heard about the network marketing company I'm with now, which is Arbonne, uh, nine years ago, and they said, we've just launched in Australia. I just went, you know what? I don't care what people think what this is all about but I've got this vision to work in Australia and I just feel as if this might be a part of the puzzle and so I purely went on gut instinct and I I jumped on board like within a couple of days of finding out about the business so I was a bit you know a bit like ignorance on fire I just um, went for it not really knowing much and I continued on my career path with HP I promoted I moved to Melbourne I worked with HP in Sydney but What happened was I built up these skills and the personal development and the resilience to build a network marketing business alongside my full-time job. And what happened was four years ago, I was able to fully retire from my corporate job because of that decision nine years ago, which I'm really proud of. And, you know, it's something that it's really interesting because I tell this story quite a lot, but I think to myself, God, it was I felt as if it was such a small decision. Like nine years ago, I just thought, oh, maybe I'll get a couple of hundred bucks for the visa to get into Australia or to pay for the flight. But it's one of those decisions you realize is actually the biggest decision of your life. And Mm. because of that, it it allows me to live now in Bondi Beach, which was on my vision board for, I would say, about 10 years since the age of 15. (laughs) Um, That's all I looked at for 10 years. And now I get to wake up and see that view every day, which I'm super grateful for. And yeah, so that that's pretty much high level journey of, you know, where I started out and where I'm at at the moment. Wow. Okay, I have some few a few questions for you. I want to talk about um, what originally attracted you to uh, I mean, you said it was a, a an idea, and I guess Arbon was coming to Australia for the first time. When yeah. when you were in Australia and you were starting to promote network marketing, what were some of the the first challenges you went? Because I mentioned that that I spent two years in network marketing um, yeah. with a company called Nuvarish that's no longer around, and we were mm-hmm. selling twenty thousand dollar real estate investing packages. Wow! Yeah. Wow. yeah, and and I remember those feelings of like running out of leads, running out of people to yeah. talk to, going to another network mark a networking event, and yeah. Yeah. collecting some more cards, you know, and it's yeah. tough. Like it's a tough world yeah. to 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 break your um, entrepreneurial path in. So I'm curious, like how was that for you? Yeah, so it's something that comes up um a lot actually. And I would say what comes to mind first and foremost is I truly believe that you have to be you first. Like you have to, like I had, I needed to be Michelle Sutherland. And so for me, what that comes down to is I'm someone that's positive. I'm a connector and I, I enjoy helping people. And so in terms of how I meet people, like I meet new people every single day. Like it's like even a Chris, if we think about how you and I meet, it was through Benny who I met only a, a, a few weeks ago. And we've become really good friends. And like, I sort of, my 
my learning and my guidance to people in network marketing is just be you and be your authentic self because people like you can be associated with network marketing you can be associated with multiple companies right but mm-hmm. fundamentally it's about you and so get get that right first and go to work in yourself as quickly as you can and you know i'm just a big believer in personal development i started reading when i was 15 years old there was a lot of things that happened when i was 15 um, but i read the book um, the secret that was the first book that was handed to me by a family member and that really put me on the path of really owning own, taking personal responsibility owning my own thoughts and believing that anything truly is possible so when you have a positive mindset and a positive outlook and people feel that energy and they feel that passion you know, just in you meeting them and listening to them. Um, I think I think that's one of the most important things is absolutely to work on yourself and be you and be true to you. And then all of the other things that you do, you're just you're actually just gonna put all of you into all of those things. So I just see Arbonne as an extension of me and it completely aligns with my values. It aligns with the culture, like the culture that I've built is aligned with my values. Um the company itself that I chose is definitely aligned. So I think you've got to work on you. Um, but the other thing I would say around, you know, um, network marketing, like I do understand it gets a lot of bad rap, but I, I think it just comes down to personal behavior. Yeah. And and again, what I said before is like, I really admire and honor this industry because it's created so many incredible leaders and people that are changing the world, not only in the network marketing industry and for the people in their team, but beyond that communities like schools getting built in Africa I'm going to Nepal this year we went to Nepal last year Cambodia the year before because network marketing has freed up my time to give back to the community and that's ultimately what what we want to create is entrepreneurs that learn the skills of building a business with the support of other people around you and that's quite rare like you know for most entrepreneurs out there and I've done startup as well I did a startup two years ago and I'm doing another startup now like it's hard like it's really hard when you're on your own mm-hmm. you've not got that support and you've not got that guidance of course you can have mentors but in a network marketing company you know you are bound by the, the sponsor that introduced you or the, the people that have gone before you and they impart that knowledge so I, I, I think it comes down to number one you've got to be proud of the industry and that takes time yeah. And you need to find the people that you can relate to, that you respect, and that have made it work. And you literally just ask them loads of questions, follow in their footsteps, and duplicate what they've done in your own way with your own slant. You know, there's only one Michelle Sutherland, so you need to make it your own. And just be you and just have develop those people skills that make sense, like, you know, don't don't bombard people if they haven't responded to you in the last five messages. Like that's just not common sense. You know, it's just like <laughs> you've got to build it in the right way. You've got to be ethical. You've got to, um, you know, treat people like human beings. And so, my biggest tip whenever I meet anyone, the question that I have in my head is not Arbon. It's not network marketing. It's not what's in it for me. It's how can I help this person? Mm. How can I help this person? So whenever I meet someone, I make it my job to find out who they are and why they do what they do. And if I know someone that could potentially help them or if there's something that they're struggling with, then I can help can help through our bond, whatever it is. But generally in the first couple of conversations, it's more about finding out about that person and how can I help them 
and you know it's just about having a conversation so i've gone a bit all over the place there but i think you get my point it's about <laughs> staying, staying true to you um developing yourself so that you become rock solid in who you are and the energy and the positivity and the um you know the right mindset that you meet people along the way and i, I believe when you're in that mindset and you're in that zone you attract the right people into your life yeah and and, it, and that's the way I've built it. Like, I, I just have always lived and stayed true to my values and, and treated people like human beings and always wanted to give value to them, whether it's Arbonne or something else. I've just helped them, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm reminiscing about my network marketing days as you're talking about <laughs> yours and thinking about, oh, I did, I did this, uh, I did this, not wrong, but I did, I could have done this better, could have done that. Yeah. One of the things I noticed is, um, you know, there was a lot of younger A players in our network marketing company yeah. that I wanted to fit in with. And so I think mm -hmm. for me, where I was really challenged is, that I was trying to fit in with um, um, some some other guys that were yeah. at another level than me. And that kind of took the authenticity away from me and also what it yeah. did. Like when I was at the network networking events, I was thinking about uh, pushing my product and not about like yeah. helping people and just authentically connecting. And that's something that I mm -hmm. learned over the years, you know, what mm -hmm. I was doing wrong back then. But um, yeah. and, and another thing that I notice is like a lot of the top network marketing people are very authentic people. They're very genuine mm -hmm. people. They're extremely high caliber, well-rounded, intelligent, um, compassionate people. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, as you mentioned, the thing that makes other people follow them. Um, yeah. because it's like you said, it's, it's, it's Michelle Sutherland, the brand. And because of mm -hmm. that, people sign up for our, the Arbonne products underneath yeah. you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering, um, oh, I've got a lot of questions. So first off, one thing that I noticed that, that, that you mentioned you did that, um, I didn't do is I quit my job and went full time in the network marketing. Um, <laughs> It, yeah, yeah, you laugh because I know you have a good answer. <laughs> and I'm sure you've seen it before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was like, yeah, a month? Yeah, surely I could sell enough in a month to produce enough yeah. income to live off of. And, and you actually yeah. worked for five years before you stepped away and went yeah. full time, right? Yeah. What was that transition yeah. like for you? Um, So the transition, I'll be really honest, Um. It wasn't actually that nice towards the end. So I'll give you a bit of background. Um, you know, as I was building for the five years, um, I was great. I was gaining a lot of momentum, especially when I arrived to Sydney, um, because it was. I, I think I just found my place here because I'd always wanted to live here. So I was like, right, that's it. I'm just going to go for it. Um, and it started to become, you know, a lot of that office chat and the politics and all the stuff that comes with being in a big corporate organization. You know, once I got to a certain level in Arbonne, I, I earned a white Mercedes. And so me driving into the office as a 28-year-old, um, working for the managing director and an amazing job, but having this white Mercedes, people started to talk and people started to judge mm. and people didn't like it because the thing that I've learned about entrepreneurship is entrepreneurs 
they don't fit in, they're born to stand out. And that's really tricky when you are in a corporate organization and you're building this business, which is incredible and it's gaining momentum. But obviously I had a lot of, um, you know, advice to wait to a certain point to had sort of, you know, really um, like surpassed my um, income and my corporate job. And that's what I was just sort of holding out for. I was just like, okay, let's, you know, plan this out in the next um, two years. So I was basically saying I was going to retire from my full-time job by the time I was 30. I started saying that when I was 28. And so it did take another two years, but I knew it was I knew it was going to happen. Um, and so it was quite tricky dealing with that office gossip and the judgment. And, you know, it was really tough. And I remember one day I was working for the HR director and he um, pulled me into his office one day and he said, you know what, Michelle, people are commenting and at what time you come in at the office, you come into in the office. And I was like, sorry. And he was like, yeah, you're just, you're not at your desk at like 8.30 a.m. And I said, okay. And I said, hi, can I just ask a question? I said, does this affect the work that I've produced or anything that I've done? No. Are you happy with everything that I've done? And and if I delivered everything that you've given to me? Yeah. And I said, so why are we having this conversation? (laughs) <laughs> and it was, it was really I mean I don't even know why I said that because it was so bold at the time I think I maybe had built up the confidence in the network marketing business yeah. um, and he, he actually just looked at me and he just went you know what I don't know either and I said okay that's great and I walked out but I remember feeling I don't know how much longer I can be in an environment with people that want to drag me down Right. because I was spending so much great time outside of that with positive, driven, ambitious goal-getters that had my back. You know, there's a there's a saying in my team that I have that I created, which is, I've always got your back. Mm-hmm. So we're called the Got Your Back team. And it's something that I truly believed in. And it's something that I say to every single person that comes into my team. And I just felt that they didn't have my back any longer. And it was really interesting. In the last sort of six months, as I was building up to leaving, I actually got bullied for the first time in my life. I know actually the second time in my corporate career. Um, and it was it was really, really tough. But what it did was it basically got me to a point where I handed in my notice quicker. So I handed in my notice when I was 29 and a half. But the business had built to the point where I could. And I remember how empowering it was to send an email to the managing director that I had been writing for about a week. And I said, you know what, this company and yourself for making the decision to keep this person in the company is actually not playing with my values anymore. And I'm just going to leave. And it was the most empowering thing. I thought, my God, from that one small decision I made, you know, at that time, it would have been six years ago to have the backing of like the money and the, the income to come in, all all those sort of late nights, I would go to work and then I'd go sh- straight out to work and work in my business, not watch TV. And I thought, this is this is worth it because now I get to take control of my life and stay true to my values and walk away from a company that was not playing with my values with my values anymore. Um, and so yeah, it was tough to answer the question. It was tough, especially towards the end. Because I was so ready to go, but I just had to wait it out a, a couple more months. But it's funny when, you know, perceived bad things happen, 
it actually helps you make the right decision at the right time. Yeah. And I'll never forget this because I remember I handed in my notice a bit earlier than planned because of this bullying on the 1st of August 2014. And my grandfather passed away on the 31st of August, the day I, had, the day I walked out of that office. I was able to, and he's like my father um, in, in terms of a father figure in my life. And I was able to book a flight home with the money that I'd earned and stay at home for five weeks and just be with my family. Um, and that was probably the month that I did the least amount of hours in my network marketing business. And it was the biggest month we ever had. And I was wow. with my family. Wow. And I realized that everything happens for a reason. Like yeah. everything, good or bad. But what I realized is that I had to really work through those tricky situations, knowing and trusting that it was all going to make sense. And I find that with everything. Everything just makes sense once you get to the other side. That's a, re that's a really good point. I want to ask you this and then kind of mm -hmm. go back in time a little bit. But first, um, how, how these days... I'm sure mm. you, with more experience under your belt, um, how do you, what are ways that you recognize um, that intuitive feel or that gut mm. feeling and know that you need to act on that? And then, and yeah. then, and then making a decision to act on it too. Yeah. So the knowing of that gut decision, um, again, it goes back to really listening and knowing yourself and being okay and who you are. And so, yeah, I'd say from a very young age, I was very clear that I wanted to live a life full out. Like I just wanted to live and breathe life like nothing else mattered. And so I think when you hear something, You've all almost got like when any opportunity comes your way or it, even if it's good or bad, whatever it is, when something comes up and you feel you, you actually feel your stomach churn. And this can churn in different ways and different feelings. And I'm just going back to when I first heard about Arbonne. The churn was a good churn. It was it's, it's, it's a place where I call right in the middle of fear and excitement, mm -hmm. right bang in the middle. And you can feel that fear, but you can feel the excitement and the opportunity that this could potentially work. And that is where the moment, that's the moment you need to say yes. But people confuse the half fear with absolute, oh my God, I can't do this. I just have to go back. And so, yeah, I feel as if that those have been the moments you've got to really tune in. And I'd say some of the tools or the techniques that have helped me um, to really tune into that is obviously just in that moment, just be silent and see where, you know, what what is that stomach doing? Like, what is that, what is that saying to you? And then if you're feeling more fear, so if you're just feeling like, oh, no, this is just completely the wrong thing to do, then you'll realize that that feeling is a different kind of sicky feeling. It's sort of, I'm trying to explain this, but it's like, it's like every part of your body and your mind and the back of your mind saying no, absolutely no way. Mm, good point. One um, thing. And so it's, yeah, listen, it's, I feel as if it's listening to those two different feelings in your stomach. Um, yoga definitely helps. I, I've been in 
more so now than I ever have years before. I've taken up yin yoga and I actually get visions of um, situations and people and dreams. You know, dreams is your subconscious. If you're dreaming about it and that dream is showing you something, there's a reason. What if you're dreaming about cars driving off the cliffs? (laughs) (laughs) Then you need to see those clever dream people that actually analyze that. It doesn't even mean that you're going to be off the cliff. Um, Yeah, this is funny. I used to have a reoccurring dream Uh that a plane would crash and burn in front of me oh, every wow. time. I, I would always be saved. I would. I, in one dream, I actually got airlifted and a little rope down, and then the plane carried on and then crashed. Wow! And I remember meeting this NLP coach, and I was doing a beginner session, and I told her about it, and she said, "Yeah, Michelle, are you single at the moment?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." She's like, "Yeah, that's just another guy crashing and burning." I went, "Oh, okay, great." Uh, <laughs> wow. So it always means whatever you don't think it actually is. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. (laughs) Hey, listeners, we're going to wrap up the first half of Michelle's interview there and continue tomorrow. So be sure to check that out at the Business Method Podcast. See you soon. Hey, listeners, thanks again for joining the show. We wanted to remind you about our Get Shit Done one-on-one productivity coaching that we recently just launched. What we do is work with you to create big business goals that are absolutely game changers. We make a plan together and put you in our productivity hacking system that helps you stay on target. Each week, you get a call with yours truly about what steps to take for the following week. Some say it's like a year of productivity in just three months. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com forward slash coaching. Thebusinessmethod.com forward slash coaching.